Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, everybody. My name is Steven, and this is the Storytime channel. We've got some pro revenge stories, so let's jump right into our first story of the day by Smo6696. Don't want to return my tools or pay me? Enjoy losing your business. I'm a trade painter that worked for around five years, essentially running a company for an owner who took a very hands-off approach. He was essentially a name in working capital and not much else. After getting an offer to work for a bigger commercial company and my old boss's realization he would have to run his own company, as there really wasn't anyone else in-house that was qualified, he resorted to acting like a child to try and make me stay made me run around the world to receive my final pay which I never even got and refused to return my tools spread throughout various jobs. Revenge time. As luck would have it, another even better offer from an even bigger company ended up in my lap that wanted to subcontract me a very substantial amount of their work, but I'm going to need more employees for that. Hmm. So, I go through and call each and every member of the original company and offer them a $3 an hour raise to work for me, which all of them accepted. After all, they know me, they've worked for me for years, and it's more money. No brainer. They barely know the owner and what they do know, they don't like. I then ask them to grab only my tools which was the vast majority of the tools on all the jobs, from their respective jobs when they leave for the weekend on Friday. Monday rolls around and my old boss is getting calls left and right from supervisors asking why nobody's at work and what's going on. He was so hands off, he didn't even have employees' phone numbers to call and ask them. He's essentially without employees and little to no tools to complete any jobs at this point. Fast forward six months and his company has now closed, he's lost all his work. His new addition to his house has come to a grinding halt halfway through construction. He's hurting big time. I never got my last check, but I did get a great group of workers and a company of my own. So I guess I'll just call it even. Let me ask you guys something. Can you even feel bad for this owner when they don't even have the phone numbers of the people working for them? Literally, their entire company left them and they were none the wiser and couldn't contact anybody. So let me know in the comments down below if there's even an ounce of remorse that anybody could possibly even have for this guy. This next story is by Serena Snuggles. Roommates don't respect my boundaries. I get them evicted in less than a day. My freshman year of college, I went through a long process with my school to be able to live off campus as a freshman. Normally, this is not allowed, but they made an exception due to circumstances. I moved in on a lease takeover as a girl to an all-boy apartment. It was a four-bedroom apartment that individually leased each room, but two rooms shared one bath and all shared a kitchen, living room, and laundry room. This place was gross when I moved in, but I cleaned it up and got it livable enough. I grew up with brothers and had no problem with dudes as long as they were decently respectful. Plus, I had the kitchen to myself. I'm also an engineering student and asked them if they had their friends over to let me know beforehand or keep the music below bed rattling. 
Turns out, this exact apartment was known as the party apartment and I would soon find out why. I was working 8-12 to hour shifts at retail and then going to school full time. I come home at 11pm exhausted to blasting music and so many people they are streaming out the front door. I was pissed. Luckily, each room locks with a deadbolt and I remember to lock mine before I left for work. There were easily 50 people there. As a 20-year-old who just wanted to sleep, I did the only rational thing I could do. I packed an overnight bag, locked my room, and called a friend with an SOS and slept there. I find out later that one of my roommates was dealing. Only three people were of legal age and one girl was 14? The girlfriend of one of my roommates was still in high school and invited all of her friends who invited more people. The cops busted the party but luckily didn't card anyone so no one was arrested. Now I felt like I could still reasonably deal with this. Then they started to use my things in the kitchen, steal my food, and the last straw was when they dented my kitchen knives that I had just purchased. Brand new knives that now had nicks in the blade like they sword fought with them. Mind you, I communicated all of my grievances that weren't super minor like using my laundry soap with them and asked that my boundaries be respected. Their guests would throw up and poop in the toilet. They would try to enter my room to use my bed while I was sleeping. The girlfriend of one even ended up coming into my room to stare at me. I woke up when I forgot to lock my door to tell me four people were coming over. My food and my items were still being taken and damaged and I grew tired of it all. I attempted to befriend the various roommates in an effort to get them to be more courteous, but the information I got was even better. Remember how I was a lease takeover? Yeah, our apartment not only required the necessary paperwork, they also required a lease takeover fee. I find out that my roommates are friends of the people on the lease. Their friends upgraded to a different apartment complex and didn't want to pay that fee. My roommates hadn't paid the takeover fee or signed any paperwork putting them on the lease, so the original leaseholder wasn't living there. I keep this information for later. A few weeks pass and the parties are smaller but still happening. Then one day I am discussing painting in my room due to the marks on the walls from the previous tenants. Our apartment allowed you to paint if it was 1. Approved first or 2. You painted it back before move out. The maintenance guys were super sweet and let me pick a custom color for my room. A pretty light sky blue. Bought it for me and helped me paint my room. My roommates find out I painted it and ask about it, not knowing what would happen later. They didn't paint their room, they spray painted it. Not with any vulgar or even gang symbols, but spray painted it. The parties continued, but now they let their guests sign the walls and various sharpies. This was the moment I realized was the time. I ended up taking pictures of the room on Snapchat and saved them to my camera roll. I knew that my apartment complex wouldn't do anything about the parties and could even blame me for the underage kids. Plus, the items I stored in the common areas were fair game according to legal terms about a shared space. I first speak with the building manager about the parties. I was right, there isn't anything I can do but call the cops. I can complain all I want about the condition of the house my roommates cause and the theft and damage of my belongings and they won't do anything. They didn't even seem bothered when I spoke to them about two out of four of us living there not being on the lease. The other one that was on my side was chill and I didn't have a problem with. As long as rent was paid on time, it seemed they weren't going to do anything. 
After all this, I pull out my camera roll and tell this nice lady to scroll as long as she wants, as I took about 15 pictures on just the one room. She gets mad and starts babbling on and on about gang graffiti and she won't have it. I knew there were no gang symbols whatsoever on the walls, just dumb kids, but it didn't look good. I didn't correct her and reminded her that the rooms in question were the ones where they weren't even legal tenants here. I locked as much as I could remember to grab of my things from the kitchen in my bedroom beforehand and was headed straight to work so I didn't get to see the devastation as two office workers evicted them in hours. They weren't the legal tenants and had clearly stayed over the 7 day guest limit. They had to pack up as much as they could and were out by the time I got home from my shift 10 hours later. I got a lot of hateful and threatening messages from the girlfriend of one of them. I don't remember the exact words as this was a few years ago, 2016, and I didn't save it for more than a year. I did save them once she started threatening me with stalking and physical harm. I stayed polite and neutral in my responses in case I would need to take them to court. They did get one small revenge in that I remembered to lock up my pots, but in my hurry, I forgot the lids. They stole my lids to all cookware, even my crockpot. They also took all my food they could grab and put it in the now topless crock pot with all of my spices too and left it on. I'm not sure what liquid was used and I don't ever want to know. But I ended up paying the rent of a one bedroom for four bedrooms when the last roommate's lease ended a few months later. The rooms were leased individually. Also, the now former roommate's friends that were on the lease had to come in clean and repaint the walls white. Do you know what happens when you put water-based white paint over red and black colored permanent marker? He eventually hired a guy to make it look right. I heard it took 9 plus layers in some areas and others were entirely spackled. That's not right, but it was a special paint that wouldn't let the ink from the marker bleed through. Over that, and was super thick. I felt bad for the original leaseholders as they were now stuck with the damages, had to repaint and still had to pay rent on this apartment. I had met with and was cool with them, even tried helping one guy paint a bunch and told them I had no beef with him. I apologized the way things worked out and he wasn't happy with me but also didn't blame me. I reasoned it with they knew they were breaking the terms of their lease and exactly who their friends were when they didn't transfer the lease. If they hadn't repainted the room the way they did, the complex manager wouldn't have done anything. This definitely seems to me like friends that took more than advantage of a pretty good situation all things considered and had absolutely no respect for something that their name wasn't attached to. I'm glad that the actual people leasing the apartment wasn't overly mad at OP because you kind of have to understand because if somebody's coming to this place to live where they're working and they're going to college and they have to deal with people taking all their stuff, throwing parties where your bathroom is full of vomit and random people's poop that they didn't even flush, it wouldn't be a very happy situation. This next story is by Elliot Plays, Don't Scam a Bot Developer. I develop bots for people on Discord, a chat platform for those who somehow don't know. One day, I checked for hiring in a developer server and saw a job of making a simple bot for a cafe group. I messaged the owner and got the job. I coded the bot the next day and waited for a response from the owner. It turns out that the owner was taking a break from Discord, so about a week later when she finally was back, 
She DM'd me and I fixed the final bug and showed them the bot. Right away, they said, thank you for the bot, have a great day. Took away my admin role in the server and blocked me. However, it didn't occur to her that I might be able to give myself admin with the bot. I immediately set the permissions that everyone gets on join to administrator. I am an admin in a bigger Discord server with about 300 members. I mentioned everyone and told them to join this server and, of course, they noticed they have admin. Within 10 minutes, the server is completely destroyed. I haven't seen their reaction since I left the server, but I bet they will never scam anyone ever again. Yeah, this one is just plain stupid. I can understand if they're not Discord literate, but the basic shakedown is. You have a bot, the bot has administrator perms so that the bot can do whatever you want it to do. The thing is, OP coded the bot, they can make the bot do anything. And the bot has admin privileges so they can customize the server any way they want. Basically, go ahead and just destroy the server with any kind of permission they want. You absolutely gotta pay the people you commission. And our final story of the day is by Dacord. Fake a broken arm? I'll get you deadlined. Years ago, back in high school, I worked in a retail hardware business, along with a few part-time guys going to college. One of our jobs was accepting deliveries from the corporate warehouse. Because the truck was full of merchandise, some for our store, some for other stores, we weren't allowed to go into the trailer. The truck driver was responsible for going into the trailer and pushing the boxes of merchandise onto the rollers where we would then take possession check them against the bill of the lading, and then sign off receipts of the items. It was a smooth process until the new truck driver was hired. He was your stereotypical truck driver. Big belly, greasy hair, a loud mouth, and constantly smoking. And he was lazy. The first time he arrived, he told us to unload the truck ourselves, went into the crapper, and stayed there for over 30 minutes. I unloaded the truck. It took far longer than normal, but I was diligent and did not remove any items that were not ours. This continued for several weeks and the unloading process took away time that we could have been using putting merchandise on the shelves. The boss finally had enough and called corporate. The driver must have been reprimanded because when he backed into the loading dock the next week, he hopped in the trailer, set up the rollers and began unloading. But he was going to get even. His version of pro revenge, I guess. When I would grab a box off my end of the rollers and carry it into the warehouse to stack, he would push another box down the rollers as hard as he could, sending it crashing to the floor. Some of our products were glass, so it was possible something was going to be broken. I stopped what I was doing, got the boss, and explained. The boss told him no one was going to sign off until every box was opened and inspected. Bear in mind, the average load was around 200 boxes. The truck driver got pissed and drove off without finishing the unload. He was hurting himself by doing so because boss called corporate right away. We closed at 6 every evening. The truck driver knew this. He showed back up at 5 minutes before closing time and made many a-hole remarks while slow walking the unloading. One of my co-workers was a good-sized country boy who liked to chew beech nut tobacco. He finally got so aggravated he spit on the truck driver's pant leg and then told him to shut the freak up or else he'd whip his butt. He shut up, but for the next three or four months, whenever he showed up there, there was some kind of conflict. 
he would go out of his way to make the simple act of unloading a truck as difficult as possible. Fast forward to December. It was cold and the delivery was twice the normal size Christmas season. He parks, gets out, and informs us his arm is broken and therefore he is not going to help with the unload. I was ambivalent, but my big country co-worker was tired of this man's nonsense. What the truck driver did not know was there was a state trooper in the store shopping. He was a close friend of my co-worker who had gone out front to find him and told him about this truck driver. Little did any of us know, in my state you cannot illegally drive a big truck unless both arms are in working order. ADA may have since changed this law, I don't know. The trooper came back to the loading dock and demanded to see all of his paperwork. He then conducted an inspection of the truck. I learned a lesson that day. Tickets from state troopers are expensive as heck. Truck driver got three. And then the trooper held his license and deadlined his truck until he went to the hospital and got a clean bill of health on his arm. He had to pay for a cab to the hospital because none of us would drive him there. Little did he know, after he left, the trooper took the truck driver's license and paperwork, stuck it under the windshield wiper, and left. The truck driver came back three hours later with paperwork. We can only assume that he had to go to the emergency room and get x-rays. He was extremely pissed when he learned what the trooper did. He was even more pissed that we were laughing at him and stood in front of the store, waving at him as he drove off. We never saw him again. He either demanded a different route, quit, or got fired. I don't know, but I guarantee he never forgot us and our pro-revenge. That's a really oddly specific law for this big country coworker to know, but an impressive display of pro-revenge getting the cop friend over there and just totally piling onto this lazy truck driver. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today, so if you have a favorite story of the day, let me know which one and why in the comments down below. But besides that, if you enjoyed the video, please consider giving it a like and subscribe if you haven't. And make sure to click the bell to turn notifications on too so you'll never miss an upcoming video. No matter what you did, whether it was liking, commenting, subscribing, thank you for supporting me right here on the Storytime channel. It all helps the channel grow immensely, so thank you so very much for supporting me. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and until next time, I'll be reading even more stories to share with you guys right here on the Storytime channel. 